Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bold Brands Podcast. This is Jeff Murgy from Bold Metrics, and our podcast focuses on innovative, digitally native apparel brands, as well as technologies that are really propelling these brands into the future. And today, we're very excited to have Carla Hogg, the founder of Gentle Fawn, a women's fashion brand based out of Vancouver, Canada, on the uh, podcast with us. Welcome to the show, Carla. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right. Why don't you just give an overview of Gentle Fawn, how you came about it. You've been in business for a while now. Um, Just tell the audience a little bit about the company to get started. Sure. Well, Gentle Fawn is, um, as you mentioned, it's based out of Vancouver. And we started uh, back in 2003. And it was uh, my husband and I that uh, started the brand. And I'm the founder and the CEO of the company. Gentle Fawn is really about designing feminine and effortless clothing that's perfect for every day. So our goal is really to ensure that our customer can move comfortably and confidently throughout the day while she feels stylish and elevated in her clothes. So um, we started doing this because we really found a gap in the market back way back in 2003. And so we could really see that opportunity uh, that was going on in Europe where there was lots of very cool street and fashion brands. And back then the North American market was really focused on uh, lifestyles, kind of skate, snowboard, surf brands. And we really bridged this gap and, uh, and really bring some of what was happening over in Europe to the North American market. And so uh, that's what we did. And, uh, and so uh, we, we created Gentle Fun. Very cool. In the past, you've kind of talked about Gentle Fawn starting out as this very hyper-localized business. Um, it's now in over 700 multi-brand retail stores, as well as expanding to direct-to-consumer online. How, talk a little bit about that transition and how you've kind of grown that way. Sure. Well, we were really familiar with um, the whole wholesale apparel business in Canadian marketplace because Danny had had a brand prior to Gentle Fawn. So we knew a lot of retailers and that gave us an edge in the market, but the U.S. was totally new to us. And um, back in the early days, uh, Danny and I would just get in our car and drive from Vancouver all the way down to San Diego and everywhere in between. And we'd be, we would be showing retailers um, our collection. So we started to grow. And um, we quickly needed to, um, to bring on a sales team so that we could focus on uh, the design and the marketing and the operations of the business. Uh, when we started, we just had four staff. So it was, it was Danny and myself um, and our friend who was an accountant. He helped us out part time and we had a production manager. So really, you know, humble start. Uh, you know, we had a small loft space that we were doing all of the designing out of. And um, we just really needed to start to build that infrastructure and the backbone of the company for growth. And it was also a great opportunity for us to bring on a sales team. So we started to hire regional reps throughout the US and Canada. And uh, that way they could get really focused on their territory and they were able to show um, our customers their collection or our collection, pardon me, closer to home. And so we became more to our customers and then we were also able to offer them a much better customer service experience so Mm -hmm. that's really how it worked on the wholesale side and how we grew to 700 uh, stores across North America 
And then e-commerce is a different story. So year over year, we've really been growing at a steady pace. But since the lockdown in retail over the past six months, our online sales have really accelerated, anticipating. So it's developing into something really exciting and uh, we're growing fast online. And um, yeah, so we're, we're excited to see where that journey is going to take us. That's great. Uh, this kind of leads me right into the next topic. And that was kind of how the pandemic has impacted your business. You know, we've kind of been talking to every apparel brand on the, on the podcast about this, just to kind of learn how it has impacted your business and what you have kind of done to adapt and change and grow from the situation we're in. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, the first um, few months of the pandemic were terrible. It was, you know, it was, it really shook up our, our company. Like most we had layoffs and we had to really scale back on every area of our operations and, um, you know, retailers were on lockdown and our inventory levels were through the roof. So we really had to, um, you know, take a step back and see where we really needed to focus in order to turn things around and move into a recovery phase as quickly as possible. And so we really, um, we just started naturally by reaching out to our customers and connecting with them. Mm. And we really started to see that that was something that they needed to do as well. So um, we really wanted to do that in a more deep and meaningful way and um, find out from them how they were coping with their business and what was happening with their business and what they needed from us. And so we'd be on Zoom calls and workshopping ideas and coming up with a plan on how we could collaborate together and get on track um, to recover and how we could support them with these orders that they had from us that maybe they couldn't take. And so we were helping them with, um, you know, how we could help better market for them and, um, you know, promote their business because we knew their success was going to be our success. And right. so it was such a time and you know looking back on this I'm so glad that we were able to bond with our customers and able to support each other that way right um, so yeah and then that's where like really introducing video and video conferencing became such an effective tool we use videos in our sales presentations and and this is something that was just happened through the pandemic so we just started using video for presentations and product videos and um, which are actually going to be coming out on our website um, in the new year. And uh, we would use videos on our social media to, to communicate direct to our community and our consumers. Um, and then on Instagram, we have uh, something that we call the Sunday seven, where I try on my favorite seven styles of the week and um, showcase that to our customers. And we've had great feedback on this and it's just easier for them to see our designs on body so they can see how it fits and how it is when, you know, you're moving and it just all goes back to communication and connecting. And so they're able to, you know, comment back to us and share with us. And so in general videos and video conferencing, this has been a way that um, we've been able to really kind of, I, I don't want to say get ahead of what's happening right now, but it's definitely helped to, you know, open up new avenues of communication and become a really important tool for us right. um, all throughout our supply chain. So it's really created like, a much more impactful way for us to come together with our, our customers and community. That's great. And you kind of mentioned how e-commerce has been growing through this um, faster than you would have had expected. I mean, naturally, because 
a lot of retailers have been shut down. Um, But I guess now moving forward, are you envisioning that to continue? Are you putting an increased effort and focus into e-commerce just based on the the, how the world's changed and accelerating that focus even more moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that we had been leading up to um, and really putting a focus on, but it just, it accelerated at such a fast pace for us that now it's something that we absolutely have to focus on and we have to put uh, more, more budget and more, have more eyes on it and really put more structure in place around it um, in projecting um, our sales and anticipating right. what we're look, what we're, our customers are looking for from us. So yeah, it's become a very, very important part of our business. That's great. Um, what about, you know, you started in Canada, you expanded into the U.S. Do you do, you do business globally as well? And how is that kind of growing? You know, we, we actually are just focused on North America right now. Okay. I, you know, we do have some international consumer-based customers, but we actually back in 2006, I guess, we, uh, to 2008, we had international distributors all throughout the world. Right. And um, uh, when there was the financial collapse, there was a lot of businesses, that, uh, countries that were failing. And so at that time, we just pulled out of our international distribution. It became too much of a risk for us. And uh, we really just um, got focused as a brand and, you know, focused on on our core markets, which is in the U.S. and Canada. And that's worked really well for us. And we've seen, you know, by focusing and taking away some of the distractions, um, that's actually been growing our business. So it's worked well. Great. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you know we're very passionate about at Bold Metrics is sustainability and really helping apparel brands become more sustainable. And I know that's something you talk about a lot. Uh, can you tell the listeners kind of your brand's philosophy and approach to sustainability? Yeah, um, creating a more more sustainable clothing company is definitely a conversation in our office. Um, really just creating a more sustainable world. It's something that um, all of our staff members are, are really passionate about. We're always working towards continually doing better and taking steps in the right direction. Uh, we have a sustainability committee in our office, and we've started a Be Gentle um, program at Gentle Fawn, where we focus on uh, just really doing better every day. So currently we're, we're identifying areas that have the highest potential for change, in both our office and our product. So as of January, we've got designs, a number of designs that are coming out that are using recycled materials and um, organic fibers. And by the end of 2021, 30% of our entire fabric collection will be based on sustainable fabrics. So really excited about that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and we're also focusing on packaging. So currently we use compostable bags for e-commerce, which you can just put right into your compost at home when you're done using it. And we do a lot of small things in the office that add up. So uh, like composting our organic waste and um, we use recycled bags instead of plastic in our office. So we just really try to do as much as we can and think about the little things. Um, So, you know, even our hang tags are going to be 100% recycled paper uh, by January. And so we've got, we've got a big push um, for sustainability, uh, both in our product and, you know, at home in our office. 
That's great. Are you finding a lot of your customers are really seeking that and, and wanting to kind of buy from sustainable companies? We definitely have a handful of retailers and um, I'm hoping that when our product launch in January of our sustainable product line comes out, that our consumers are actually going to be having a bigger voice to really start demanding that need. And uh, so I think that's where it's really going to come from is from the consumers. And, you know, we'll start to really kind of open up and communicate with consumers online and get their feedback and hear, uh, have them share with us what they want. And uh, that'll be something where it's almost going to become a collaborative effort of like listening to like what the needs are from our customer and, you know, some of the big ideas that we have and just start working every, every day, every month, every year on just doing everything a little bit better. And, um, you know, it's all going to, you know, it's all for the greater good, especially for the apparel industry. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a sustainable industry. So, you know, everybody really needs to be focused on doing better. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you've been at this for almost two decades, 18 years in business. So congrats um, to you. that. Uh, you've been through a, a lot has happened in the world in those years. Um, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of lessons to share, which I'm going to ask about, but why don't you uh, first give your own opinion of why you think Gentle Fawn has had such enduring success over that time? Well, I mean, right right now, I have to say we have the most amazing team. Uh, we're, we're an all-women team, except for my husband in our office. and uh, oh, He's outnumbered. <laughs> he is so outnumbered, uh, but he's actually got two sisters and we've got two daughters. So it just, he's surrounded by women all the time. So he works well in that environment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, our team really strives for excellence and they all really push for uh, empowering women and sustainability and creating amazing designs and amazing fits and, um, you know, customer service. And everybody is always thinking about you know, what can we do to be better? How can we be better? So I, I really have to give big props to all of our staff. They're amazing. Um, and, and our sales team as well. And our customers, the relationships are really what brings it all together for us. Um, we do our best to really think big, but stay as scrappy as possible um, and mm-hmm. stay focused on customer needs and really designing into that. So, but really, you know, going back to the relationships, we try to create really strong uh, relationships in every area of our business and fostering those relationships. So customers feel more like a business partner. Um, Mm -hmm. And we put a lot of effort into how we can support them on every level. And so, you know, it's, it's by offering that excellent customer service and this goes right to like consumers as well as to, um, you know, of course our wholesale customers that I was referring to, but to also to factories and our warehouses and our internal staff. So if, if everyone's going to be successful, then, then we're successful and we're all growing together. Um, So that's really at the core of who we are as a company. And we also of course need to stay consistent with our DNA as a brand in all areas of the business. And so when our customers are clear on our values, then they really know, you know, what to expect from us when it comes to our quality and our service. And they know that we're always going to deliver no matter what we're doing on, you know, really, really fresh and effortless uh, designs and ideas. Thanks for that. You know, you've been at this for almost two decades. I'm curious to hear if you think 
you know, your core customer's shopping behavior has changed, if it has, in what ways, if not, like just talk a little bit about that behavior sure. of the shop of your core core customer. Well, our core customer, she has a very busy lifestyle and shopping must be convenient for her. So as much as shopping can be very emotional when you fall in love with something that you you want and it feels very impulsive, it still needs to check all of the boxes for her. So she needs to make sure she's invested in making that purchase um, that for her into her busy lifestyle. So it's got to be convenient. Um, the styles have to be quality. Uh, she's not into fast trends. She's looking for something that's going to last in her wardrobe and that she's going to be confident in wearing and it's got to be a flattering fit. So those are, you know, consistent um, behavioral uh, trends that we've seen in our customer over the years. What you know, you've, you've spent a lot of time selling to uh, retailers and, you know, your partners that you've mentioned um, as you kind of shift it to selling more direct to consumers. What are some of the biggest challenges you guys have seen? Yeah, well, selling online um, and to wholesale it is very different. And so, you know, since we don't have a retail store, uh, one of the biggest challenges that we find is that we're not there you know, in real time, in person, to be able to see her trying things on and to hear her comments and to see how things are fitting and to see, you know, what she likes. So I think that, you know, really trying to uh, listen and understand is probably a bit of a longer process for us. Um, but we, we try to overcome this obstacle by engaging her uh, through social media and really staying in communication as much as we possibly can. Great. I guess I'll end with one last question, asking you to share with the listeners as a CEO and founder, what are the key lessons or words of advice you would share to people listening out there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, definitely staying, getting clear and staying focused on your vision is really important and really understanding, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and making sure you're passionate about it. And then surrounding yourself with people that believe in you and that can challenge you in ways that will continue to, to grow and elevate um, what you're doing. And then I would also say really invest in a good accountant that understands your business <laughs> and help you make the best financial decisions that, that will set you up for success. And uh, I think that's really critical because often entrepreneurs are ideas people and and you know they really have um you know the the idea and the vision but then you really need to make sure that someone's checking uh the balance book so well thanks so much for joining us carla it was great to chat to our listeners out there check out gentle fawn at gentlefawn.com thanks a lot for tuning in to another episode of bold brands and thanks again carla really appreciate it thank you thanks for having me on